Well, as we've been talking, and as Andrew said, this is the last Sunday of the year. And now you're thinking about 2019, thinking about this mission inwardly. How can we help? What words can come from the Lord? Because it's not from me, remember. I'm only here as an instrument. It's the Lord's word coming. Looking at your church newsletter and seeing that the news there, I notice that you're doing the Psalms. I don't know what part of Psalms you're at now, but I thought maybe a Psalm for us today. I think it was Henry VIII, when he's talking to his second wife, says, don't worry dear, I won't keep you long. <laughs> so I won't keep you too long. Okay. Psalm number one. It's a very short psalm. It's only got six verses in it. We're only going to look at three of them. Because, of course, when we look at this, the 150 poems, 150 now the children of Israel love to sing we were singing this morning we love to sing I'm not a great singer but I love to sing I think it's tremendous that we can have praises to God and the children of Israel had that as well they enjoyed singing together longest book in the Old Testament is the Psalms so they must have sang a lot together in the temple and enjoyed that singing but I feel that if you start off at the first Psalm and you're making your way through, you have 150 to go, so you're going to be doing it for a long time. Uh, when we had a pastor in the church, and they took a, one of the, the books, like say, the Hebrews. By the time we got to he- 12 and 13 of Hebrews, we know, no, again, we're getting that again. So I hope you don't have that with the Psalms, because I love the Psalms, and I really do like speaking on the Psalms. So whether it, what, your situation, what your situation is today, it doesn't matter. Let's look into 2019. Maybe a bad year you've had this year. Who knows? But this is the last Sunday of this year. And, and someone has said that we only have today. Because when we go into tomorrow, today's gone forever. And therefore you can't use it again. In fact, someone said, today is the tomorrow that we were talking about yesterday. Got it? Today is the tomorrow that we'll be talking about yesterday. And so... Here we are, we're coming to a new year. People make New Year resolutions. They last maybe a few weeks, a few days, and then they're gone. So when we're looking at this theme of the Psalms, surely there must be a word for us that we can listen to, speak to, and as a result of that, get something from it. So let's read them together this morning. Blessed is a man, of course, gender, female, and Male, it's blessed is mankind who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do will prosper or they will be successful. Not so the wicked. They are like the chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Regardless of your condition, there's a psalm for you. This book of 150, they all praise and they all magnify the Lord Jesus And no matter how we are or how we feel, even being here this morning, whether you're thirsting after God, whether you're 
having problems in your life, whether you're rejoicing with him, whether you're burdened with affliction, struggling with temptation, or whether you're triumphing in hope, enjoyment of his deliverance, thanking God as we were this morning for his mercies, the simple things of life that we take so often for granted, or whether we're meditating on his truths, delighting in his service, there is a psalm for each one of us this morning. Because they form this standard of experience which we might find ourselves in. And their value is terrific and very great. And so we start for instruction at the first psalm. We're looking for something from the Lord this morning. Advice that we should heed, we should take on board and we should use it because it tells us of the road to success in every aspect of our life. No one wants to fail in our life. We all want to get the best out of life. And we want to succeed in all we do. So here's a simple psalm, divided into two main parts. One to three, and four to six. Here we see the deportment of a person who is God living. And three things here that we shouldn't do, and three things that we should do. There is the happiness and the holiness of the godly person. And from four onwards, which we'll not look at, the unhappiness of the ungodly so here's some little helps for you as you step into very soon another new year blessed is the person here's three things that we should refuse to do the negative side if you want to call it that it says we should not walk among the world we should not listen to their advice or even take their advice. They should not, we should not follow the pattern. For it's always a downward hill way. It's always man's way, not God's. Unrighteousness is always the way that will perish in our life. We see that in the very last verse. The psalmist says, the way of the wicked will perish. The ungodly are the reverse of the righteous people both in their character and in their condition. Their counsel is a wicked way. It's the way of sinners. We ask this morning, as we've been enjoying the fellowship together, have we been saved from that life? There is a sinfulness, there is a misery of the person who's unrighteous. Oh, we must live in this world, don't we? We must walk in the world. We have things to do within this world. We're beside others all the time. It's great to have the fellowship together, but we've got to live out there as well. And therefore, we've got to do what the Lord wants us to do. We might not agree with their practices or their ways of life or their lifestyle, but it's something which we've got to look at. We do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Walking the world's ways is always downhill. We don't get dragged down away from the Lord we should always be walking with the Lord. As Paul says, walking with light, walking worthily of the life that we're living, making every opportunity. And as you go into this new mission next year, you've got to be able to stand for yourself and for the Lord and the things you do because we know, don't we, that the days are evil. We don't need to be reminded that this year, like every other year before it, things have been bad. So we refuse to walk. But then it says, or stand in the way of sinners. If we are walking, we're moving 
if we're standing, we're stationary. Which shows us here we would condone, we agree with the deeds and actions of sinners? No. Surely our Christian life, we should not be doing that. But I'm sure even through this year there have been situations that we have been in and we felt we shouldn't be there. There's something wrong here. And at least if we're walking, we can walk away. But if we are standing, we are moving with them. We're, in a sense, condoning, if you like, what they're doing. It's a lower seat standing. There's only one deportment of the man, the person of God, but also this distinction. Things that we should refuse to do. Remember Peter? What was he doing before he denied his Lord? He was standing around the fire with these people, standing with sinners. And so we should not be doing that. But then the psalmist says, not only should we not be standing or sit in the seat of of the sinners. That's even lower. For I would suggest that if we're sitting down, we're in fellowship. We're enjoying what they're doing. It's bad enough to be standing with people against God and and their ways. But is it not worse to be sitting with them? Is it not the scorner's seat? If we're sitting in the seat of the scorners, as the psalmist says, people who jeer at us, people who laugh with about us, people who talk about us, people who will criticise us, and what we stand for, it's a lower seat, dear friend, this morning. And we don't want to be there. It's a despicable place, the scorner's seat. Because it says we should not be sitting in the seat of mockers. You see, if we're sitting in a sense, we're agreeing with what the others are doing there. There is some seat in which we think we're a part of the fellowship. It's advice that we're being given. People who would criticise us. People who would jeer us. And yet, you know, there are people today and they call themselves, many call themselves so-called Christians. And yet, when we see where they are, we wonder what they're doing there. We should be told, as Paul would say, flee from these things because they're negative things. But blessed is the man who does the positive things. Three things that we should not do. But praise the Lord. Three things that we can do and should do. The holiness, the happiness of the godly person. And they all have to do with this book. Have you noticed that? Delight in the law. This law, they meditate. Here's the three things. It's three things to counter the attacks of the evil one. David calls it the law of the Lord. Read it. Delight in it. Meditate in it. I would submit that even reading God's word has a purifying scripture for us. It's good for us. All of us today should be encouragers to read the book together. It's God's book. It's not our book. It's His words. And we should believe in them. And even by reading it, it can purify us. There's such filth out there today. Degrading books. People, books that would take us down. And we want to read the the best book. Amazon has got 2,500 books on how to be successful. There's only one book for the spiritual life, and that's the Word of God. His delight is in the Lord, or the law of the Lord. We can get so much blessing by reading God's Word. And as we read it, what happens? We find delight in it. 
It's good for us. We enjoy it. It doesn't grow stale or grow old. And it helps us in our life against those who are against us. For here's a word that never changes. A word which helps us in our life. The society that we live in is changing constantly. As I said earlier, it's never at peace. Its morals are always downwards all the time. How can a young person keep his way pure, says the psalmist, by heeding on and living according to your word? It's not our word. It's not the church's word. It's not Andrew's word. It's God's word. And therefore we should not only read it. It's our guidebook. It's our book which gives us rules for Christian living. And what, no matter what age we are, it never ever fails to help us in our life. For as we read it, it, overco- it overcomes the three problems of verse 1. We can meditate on it. And as we do so, and as it becomes a constant regard for us, for this word is our life. It should be in our thoughts day and night. It's milk, it's meat, meat for our body. And it helps us in every aspect of our life. And we can put it into practice as we meditate on it. Not only do we read it, not only do we enjoy it, not only do we have this delight in it, but we can also be cleansed by the water of the Word. And when we're rooted in this truth, we can stand up, we're able to withstand the trials that Satan may give and come to us. And he will. Even although we're going to another new year, we're still going to have the same problems, the same temptations, the same things that will pull us down. And so therefore, we don't want to be the ungodly. They are the reverse of the righteous. We want to be called righteous people, helping and looking in to find out other people in Inniscorthy who can be saved. And it can be done through your mission next year as you take it on board. But what happens to the ungodly? We're told that they're like chaff, that the wind takes away. You see, any wind of temptation can come to our lives and can try and pull us down. But we want to not be chaff. We want to be wheat. We want to have something in our life which can help us. We want to have something which will help us because we're going to get these problems in our life. But if we're in the delight of the law of the Lord, if we're enjoying this, then we will grow in our life. Because when a sinner becomes sensible in their life, when they realize their guilt and find Christ, they become what? A new creature, a new creation. They have new hopes, new desires, new life, new friends, new actions, new pleasures. And their thoughts and their words and their deeds are changed because of that new life within them. I trust that everyone in this fellowship right here, right now, has that new life in Christ. That they can go into 19 knowing that God is with them in all that they do. And all things can become new by His divine grace and as we have been made righteous. What a contrast the righteous are from the unrighteous in this little psalm this morning. And so here's the last part for us. Three things that will result if we're planted and if we've got a purpose, we'll become prosperous. They will be like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season. They're planted. Where we stay, there's a glen behind us and the trees have been there for, for well, we've been there 40 years. We come back and one of them had been blown down. 
because of the wind, the wind. Fortunately, it blew into the glen and not the other way. Our, our garage or our garden would have been crushed. That's a huge tree, 40 years of minute. But that glen's there, and there's a little burn runs down through it. And that which keeps, that's what keeps these trees from grow, able to grow. They're planted. You see where it is? Streams of water. It's not dry. They're able to get the streams. And it's like us. Our water is given to us through God's Holy Spirit. And He gives us that strength. He makes us strong. We're rooted. We're grounded in Him. In Christ. We're planted. But you know, a tree's got a purpose. There's a reason for it. It bears fruit. There's leaves. There's fruit. And we should be recognized by our fruit. We read of trees called olive trees in the Bible. Nancy and I were able to go to Israel 30 years ago now, but to be there, to see these olive trees in the Garden of Gethsemane was very moving because these trees are over 2,000 years old. To think that these trees were growing there when the Lord was in that garden. Matthew 12 and 33 says, Good trees give us good fruit. Why do you have agate grey squirrels in my garden all the time? Because of the beech trees. They like the fruit. They're there to eat the fruit. Remember the fig tree that the Lord spoke to in Matthew 21? No fruit. And because of that it withered and died. He wants us all to bear fruit in our life, in our Christian life, to produce this fruit for Him. What we are, what we stand for. We are a living witness for the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And so therefore He wants us that we, we should be able to stand for Him, that we know who we are and what we're doing for Him. Ambassadors of the King of Glory, possessing the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 and 22. We're planted. We've got a purpose. And then what happens if we do this? Our leaf will never live wither and whatever we do will prosper there's a prosperous in it here is great news a leaf which will not die or wither up or fall off the disciples were really surprised when the fig tree had been died so quickly because it didn't produce what it was there for to produce the figs there is a holiness there is a happiness of the person who is a godly person and that's seen in our success rate the psalm says us, tells us there's a road to success. People, God's people, and those who succeed in everything, everything they do for Him, they're the ones who've got a happy life. They're the ones who've got a holy life. They're the ones who've got an abiding life. And how do it? We do it by trusting and obeying our Lord and our Master. The psalmist says, whatever they do, they will prosper. May that be said of us this afternoon as we live our daily life, as we walk this life, as we witness for Him. We're just as like nourished trees set by the riverside. Their leaf is green, their fruit is sure, and thus their works abide. Here then is a book of learning. Here is a, a little book for us today for it says in the last part of the verse, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Isn't it good to know today that regardless of what the world will take for us, take to us and, and hit us with, the Lord watches over all that we do. 
let's hope that today that as we listen to the word, we'll also be doers of the word. We'll have trusted in him. We'll have taken him as our saviour. We'll try and live for him the best way we can. And we'll do it to his glory and for his pleasure. May that be the case for all of us. In the Lord's name.